Check, check. White check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody. The Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. Thursday, June 3rd, round two of the Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships coming up this weekend at Lakewood. I don't know. I'm still confused about the Nationals, so I'll know more after this round. Southern California openers scare me for a number of reasons. I've already got some riders dropping off with injury. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Thank you for listening. 702-586-7857 Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. We are going to give away a red Fly Racing podium stand, a set of FMF goggles, same ones that Zach Osborne wears, defending champion in your 450 motocross class. This show is also presented by Get, Maxis, Pro Taper, and FMF Vision. Speaking of that, Jason Thomas and Charles Caslew will be on shortly to help me break down some stuff, and uh, we're going to take your phone calls as well. And again, we're going to give the two prizes away to a random caller, whether it's uh, motocross talk, supercross talk, MXGP talk, whatever it is, let me know. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, of course, their 2021 stuff is out now. The Formula Helmet is amazing. The Formula CC, same great safety features as the regular Formula, same quiet, uh, uh, d- d- quietness, quiet, uh, I don't know. Uh, same Rion technology, just a little different shell for a little different price point. Uh, also, the light pant with the uh, boa on it instead of zipper, so please check that out. Zach Osborne's wearing fly racing, of course, uh, out this summer, along with Bogle, Savachi, and a whole bunch of other guys. Thanks to the folks at Max's Tires. SGB Max's Kawasaki team is out there. Rod Bell, Smith, Ray. Uh, please check them out, Max's Tires. Uh, great company, Max's.com. Anything you need for tires, mountain bike tires, light truck tires, tires, trailer tires, they'll all dial you in, the folks at Max's, of course. Pro Taper. Whether it's a Rockstar Husky, Star Racing, Chaparral Honda, uh, they got the Sella, which is a self-engaged launch assist system. The first start device you can set by yourself. They got the micro bar, which is really, really cool for the little ones. They've got, of course, the uh, crossbar bar. They got a crossbar less bar. They got the Evo bar. They got everything over at ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Sprockets as well. So please check those guys out. Also, want to thank the folks at FMF Vision. They're born from a desire to perform and go faster. For over 50 years, FMF Racing has been leading in the pursuit of precision, power, and speed. And they're now expanding into vision, offering a full range of performance goggles and accessories. Welcome to the power of sight. Give them a follow on Instagram, at FMF Vision, for the latest and greatest from those guys. So thank you to FMF Vision. Of course, thank to the folks at Get and Athena. The RPM dashboard is something new for those guys. You'll see it on a lot of G- uh, MXGP bikes and some bikes over here in America. Simply, uh, it's a, a little device that goes on your front fender. With all the bikes on the line, this uh, RPM dashboard will let you know that you are on the right 
you are on the right side of uh, of your RPM that you need to be. So thanks to Fly Race, uh, Get and Athena guys for uh, helping us out. If you want to uh, a deal on Get and Athena, uh, simply uh, use the contact form on Pulpamex. We'll pass it on, and uh, you can get a deal from two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs and more from the folks at Get and Athena. Taking your calls, holding things down over there, coming in super early, which I hope is a new trend now. The Tits Ledger. Tits, what's up? I'll be here an hour early for at least today. Oh, I thought it was going to be a regular thing. We'll see. Maybe next week. I thought week. you were setting the standard for talent and, setting, and marks. Oh, yeah. Well, I am doing that for them, but once I've set it for myself, then whether I continue to live up to that standard for myself, mm-hmm. who knows. What did yeah. you think of the opening round of the Nationals? Um, I was most bummed for AC, you know, I, I, yep. he was taken off and I'm thinking, oh, this is awesome. You know, he was, uh, one of the guys I was really rooting for. Eight, Not sec- was, eight still second am. lead, eight yeah. second lead. Yeah. And then he crashes. I'm thinking, okay, well, hopefully he's, I guess to, to, to justify the, the drop off. I was hoping he was injured. But then for him to say he's arm pump, I don't know. Obviously, it's good that he's not injured, but it was just kind of like, well, sheesh, man. I mean, it's, he seems to be fighting that a lot, right? Yeah. Maybe he needs to go back to the other handlebars. Yeah, yeah, maybe, right? All he right. did switch bars, right? Yep, again. Uh, um, absolutely. We'll check that out. Uh, all right, let's get JT on the line and uh, and see what he's got to say about uh, about all of this stuff. Uh, Shad's on one. Shad, you got a Ken Roxon question. Yeah, um, since he done good over the weekend, and then let's say he keeps on doing good throughout the season, um, will he be uh, um, one of the only riders to win on uh, three manufacturers, different manufacturers, a motocross title? Yeah, probably. I'd have to go back and look at that and see. Um, Dunge won on two. and uh, Carmichael. I didn't know if he won on Kawasaki or not. Oh, he did. That's right. Carmichael won on three. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, there we go. Carmichael's got three. Um, Going further back than that, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's been four that I can think of. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if he'd be the only one or what. I couldn't couldn't recall if Carmichael did it on the big bike or not. Right. Cowie. Yeah, he definitely did. He won on a Suzuki, he won on a Honda, and he won on a, on a Cowie, the, the championship. So, yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate it. Good question, man. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How's things at Fly Racing? Pretty good. Busy. Oh, really? Busy trying. Yeah, mm-hmm. just trying to get ready for uh, trying to get ready for the summer ahead of us. Busy season for us. Yeah. When's the, when's this new gear coming out and all that? Probably Washugal. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't don't hold me to that, but right. that's what we're aiming aiming for. All right. Um, all right. So hey, uh, that's a good question. Actually, Shad came on and said, uh, if Roxon wins a title, he'll be maybe joining Carmichael as the only guy to win three titles on three different brands. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I was trying to uh, I did, I caught just the tail end yeah. of it, um, and I was trying to piece together what the question might have been. But yeah, you don't see that very often. Um, I'm trying to think, have, have there been any others? And we're talking 450, 450 titles only? So the yeah, yeah. Qualification? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I think about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, so big weekend for Eli Tomac uh, this weekend. It's, it, he doesn't ride at Lakewood a lot. You know, it's, it's his home state, but not his home track necessarily. He lives a far away. But he's always done well at Lakewood. He's ripped through the pack. He's certainly put on some great rides at Lakewood over the years. Um 
and, and, and he doesn't need to win this weekend for me to turn things around, but he's got to be on the box, you know, 3-1, uh, 2-1, 2-3, you know, something like that for me to be like, okay, he's ready to go. If he has another Paula weekend at Lakewood, the panic button will be out Sunday night on our podcast. Yeah, it's it's definitely a possibility. You know, this is this is a track where we we don't think he's going to do well. We expect him to do well, and there's a difference there because being this early in the season, he had a bad first weekend, which we've seen. We've seen him have off weekends, but if you back that up with another bad weekend at a track where your historical results have been, you know, nothing less than stellar. That doesn't bode well for the rest of the summer. I, and I start to wonder where his motivation goes, where his mind goes as far as being all in on this series. Um, so he really needs to he needs to show up this weekend on, on a lot of levels. What do you think he's going to do? Uh, I think he will be in the top five, uh, both motos. But I haven't seen anything that makes me think he's going to just go win both motos. I, I just have not seen the dominant Eli in so long, I, I'm starting to wonder if it's still there. Okay. Um, what's the weather like for the weekend? Uh, I know you're always on this. What, what are yeah, we looking it's at? Sunny. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, it's supposed to be the warmest day of the year so far, like 88. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and, and being at elevation, the sun is, is it feels hotter. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. So I think you'll see some guys suffering a little bit. You know, it's not going to be 95 and humid. Yeah. But it's it's going to feel hot some, uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. This is a sneaky good race. You, we've talked about this before. Really, really cool race. You can see everything on the side of the hill. The pits are flat and, and good and flying to Denver, big city, lots of places to do or stay and, and eat. And and uh, David uh, Clayball and everybody over there put on a good event. This is This is a great race. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Uh, honestly, it, it has so many things going for it. The weather's generally very good. You know, last year it, it was great, even with the October. You know, being in October is kind of the same thing, right? We're going out of summer versus going into summer. I love the metro feel of the race, right? It feels like you're right in town. You can see the whole track. All the things you mentioned uh, it just makes for a really, really great event. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call here on the uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We're giving away a Fly Racing red podium stand and a pair of FMF Vision goggles, same ones that Zach Osborne wears. So please check that out and uh, give us a call if you got a question about, well, I mean, really anything. Um, all right, let's get into uh, uh, some more stuff here. So do you think that you could see this thing flip? Uh, it's, it's AC, Osborne, and Tomac, uh, 11, 10, and 9 last weekend. Can we see one, two, three? Seen Cirillo, Osborne, and Tomac in, in Lakewood. It's, possi- it's possible for sure. And you could even throw Webb in there because he was eighth, right? Could, could he bounce, bounce back into this thing too? Um, I'm going to say we won't. It's, it's certainly possible. We're talking about incredibly good riders that should be at the front of the field. That, that's where they belong, in my opinion. But I don't think we're going to. I don't know where Adam's going to be as far as, like, crashing an arm pump. That's a concern. He will be fast, and I do have him leading laps at some point on Saturday afternoon, but I just don't know where he ends up in the results. You know, he's just having trouble putting that that speed onto a result as of late. Uh, So we'll see on him. And then Tomac we discussed, and then Zacho, you know, that second moto was better. I'm I'm hoping that it was just – 
the polish track that he didn't like and having some, you know, he's a bit rusty and he, he pumped up as well. But did any three of those show you anything that makes you think they're going to be top, you know, one, two, three overall other than Adam's first few laps? Um, nope. Nope. But, I mean, they're just so good, right? These guys are so gnarly. So I, I hear like, you. I like, hear you. I just, I just yeah, I just, uh, they're not. Na- yeah. If, if you go off history, yes. But my eyes didn't tell me anything <laughs> like that last weekend. Do you think it's possible, though, or probable that we see possible, that? Possible, yes. Probable, no. Okay. All right. So, yeah, not, not, not quite there. No. No. I think, uh, I think we'll, we will see that. We get to uh, tracks like Southwick, Bud's Creek. I, I, I definitely think we will see that. Um, I just I don't know about this weekend. I think Ferrandis will be really good again this weekend for whatever reason. Yeah, why do you, uh, why do you think that? Like what what um, you know? I, I think the Yamaha is really good uh, at elevation. They just have you know they have a lot of power on tap, and I think they don't even use all of it. So at a race like this, they could tune it up some and add power. Uh, which makes a big difference in that that start just it's just wide open up the hill and a lot of guys start in first gear and it's just a power test up that hill and I, I think him coming off of the win he's going to be he's going to be really confident you know I, I think it's always a big step for these guys when you're moving from the 250 class to the 450 class and what alone that coming from Europe to the USA I think it's a it's a mental stepping stone to where you believe you can beat those guys and then once you Established that you know they're just human, just like you, and and yeah, you grew up watching them on TV and Supercross and all that. So what, right? They race just like you do, and you can beat them. So I'm looking for him to take another step forward uh, this weekend. On, and I don't know if I have him for the win, but I think you're going to see some continuation as far as good results from yeah, him. Yeah, like so you you're going to put him as a championship contender this whole series. I don't know if I'm there for the whole series. I just think this okay. weekend, All right. you know, quick turnaround, yep. you know, right back to the races, and I think he, I think he's going to ride this track pretty well. It's got funky angles uh, coming down some of the hills. Um, so yeah, I just I see him doing well this weekend anyway. All right, yeah, interesting. I I, I think we're going to see some normalcy. I think we'll see Marv Tomac Webb AC striking back against Ferrandis and Plessinger and. Sexton and these guys. I hope so. I think that's the best thing for the series. I, I think it, there should be parity because if that happens, then everybody's jumbled together in the points. Yeah. Right? You have this 10-way tie for the lead almost uh, if that goes down. So I think for the overall health of the series and, and to get the legends and the, the established hierarchy back into this thing, we, we kind of need it. Crazy that Roxon told me after the race he made no bike changes from the first motor to the to the second. He's notorious for bike changes. He's notorious for being comfortable on a Honda. And he went from third or fourth to sixth in Moto One, and then took off with the Moto Win in Moto Two, and told me he made no bike changes. Yeah, it's, I mean it's wild for sure. But you know, for like, me, not, we I, can't even I, we can't even get a clicker change. I know. I mean, when I put myself into that scenario, though, right, and that's all I can do is, is use my experience, I never really did either. Um, I mean, maybe, like, if the track got super dry, I would go to a different tire, but I was never that guy that was just searching for settings all day. So I kind of shrugged my shoulders at it. But having been around guys that are super fickle and, and they're constantly looking for, for answers in the bike, it is pretty surprising. Absolutely. Let's get some phone calls here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Thank you to Get Maxis Pro Taper FMF Vision for all uh, supporting this. Let's get to uh, Jeremy on one. 
Jeremy, what's going on, man? All right, Steve, JT, how are y'all? What's happening? What's up, man? Hey, man, not much. Look, I was just, uh, I think it's pretty well known, pretty well talked about now that, that Tomac is going to go with the star Yamaha team. And I was wanting to get you guys thought on something. You know, obviously it seems like the 250 uh, star Yamaha team is well developed. I mean, you can look at their look at their results and see that. But do you think that they had a mindset of bringing Tomac in to help develop that 450 team with kind of, you know, the way he is, he's a seasoned veteran now. And, you know, it seems like to me he's pretty uh, he's pretty particular with his bike setup. Maybe not have been so happy with while he was at Kawasaki. But do you think he was brought in to help develop and, and get that 450 team to the level of, of what, what they expect it to be? What do you think, JT? I don't really. Um, I, I believe that Eli was searching for something different. I think he was looking for a change. I think he saw the the steps forward that that team took this year with the bike and the team. And it was a, a place where he could stay incorporated with Monster. And, yeah, I, I think that was just it. I, I don't think it was really, you know, Monster looking to improve their team with Tomac other than they just want to win, right? If you're going to go get Tomac, it's because you want to win. Um, I, I don't look at Eli as a, as a bike developer guy. I really don't. Um, yeah. I think they're just trying to find a guy that can win the Supercross championship. That's really it. I'm with you. I'm with you. They're only going there because they're like, hey, this thing can win now, or we think it can win now. You know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, Jeremy, you want a red podium stand from Fly Racing or a pair of FMF goggles? Man, I'll take the stand. All right. Sounds good. Stay on hold. All right. We'll get your information and get you a red podium stand. Thanks, guys. All right, no problem. I don't know why, JT, we were instructed a red one, but it must be stock, quantity of stock. We don't have much. Oh, okay. We are out of everything. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> red podium stand is what it is. Yep. Uh, Bill is on four. Bill, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve. Uh, I guess JT already kind of answered this question, but I was just curious with the elevation of Colorado, what um, the Star Bikes will do, um, especially in the 250 class, I guess. Are they oh, even more dominant? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're, they're going to come roaring around that first turn. Although, JT, like we talked about this a little bit, I think on the review pod or maybe one of the dozens of group techs we have, the Hondas look pretty good. Yeah, they're definitely better. Uh, I don't know. It would be interesting if they would ever open up about just, you know, not technically, but uh, how significant of a change they made as far as setup and, and the engine package because they certainly look more competitive uh, for the last, I don't know, two, three years. We've heard the Geico guys complain that they were just down on power. And this is the same crew. Like, Hunter Lawrence was one of the most vocal about this. Uh, and to see him getting good starts, and, and I haven't heard a peep about any sort of uh, lack of power this year at all. Um, clearly, they figured something out. But having said that, yes, JT, the star racing Yamahas this weekend. Yeah, there's, there's still an advantage. Uh, <laughs> just because you reduce the advantage doesn't mean it's, it's not there. Um, you saw those, you know, J-Mart and Justin Cooper come ripping around together last weekend. Um, and, and the elevation is only going to heighten that advantage. So uh, I don't know if it'll be like Washougal a few years ago where all five of them come down the hill together. Uh, but, but I do think you'll see several of them in the top ten. And, and remember, this race last year in October – all four of them, I think, were in the top seven or eight in qualifying. Uh, you know, it was a deep track. It was really smooth. So they were just using that power to their advantage. Yeah. So it could be reminiscent of that again. Thrasher came in. Fry was already in. They were all yep. over the place. Yeah. Yep. Um, thanks, Bill. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Ratcliffe, what's happening, man? 
Hey, guys. Uh, I have a question about uh, the rumor, or is it really a rumor, that Will Hahn is moving over to Gas Gas. What is that going to take away from the STAR program, and what do you think he's going to bring to the Gas Gas program? Yeah, I think he is going to do that. I don't know when it's going to happen. I, someone told me after this weekend. Um, but, oh, wow. uh, um, but, yeah, he he's not going to manage the Gas Gas team. That's Tyler Keefe over there, but he's going to be like a riding coach slash trainer for them. Um, Seth Rarick moved over from Alden Baker's program as a trainer to fill in for Will uh, as a manager over there. I think Marty Davalos will be over at Star at some point, uh, helping with training slash coaching. So uh, Davalos and Rarick will be at Star, and Han will be at Gas Gas. And I don't know, JT, what do you think of that whole that whole switch as far as positives and negatives? Well, you know, I, I think the, the, the biggest variable there is that team is undergoing such a huge location change, you know, and um, – we, we've seen it time and time again where whether it's uh, training facilities or even even for Blue Crew, right, they made that huge change and moved everyone to Atlanta, right? And that puts a lot of strain on people, and people have to make hard decisions and career changes and all kinds of things in, those, in a light of those things. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if that was a big factor here. Um, you know, I, I don't think that it's anything where Monster Stars is looking to lose will but at the same time uh i think gas gas would be they would gain a lot of knowledge if they if they were on the receiving end of that yeah you know barsha is selling his place in florida or or georgia i don't know if it's which where it is but exactly but he's staying in california a lot more uh will is in california so i would look for barsha and wilbur to be hammering out bicycle rides and and that kind of stuff uh a lot more going forward so um yeah it's interesting ratcliffe but yeah that's what that's where we're at cool thanks all right thanks 702-586-7857. 702-586-7857. Please go to your favorite e-tailer like motorsport.com or dealer. Demand to see the latest and greatest from Fly Racing. Uh, you know, it is June already, so they got watercraft, stu- watercraft stuff. They got mountain bike stuff. They got dirt bike stuff. Uh, flyracing.com will dial you in uh, with those guys doing great things. And, of course, um, we still got the FMF goggles to give away as well here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Um, JT, I think I did a uh, privateer podcast with uh, Fast Freddy yesterday. Started thinking about Fast Freddy a little bit. Obviously, he had a mechanical issue in the first moto, then got a 17th. Cody Shock, Freddie Norn, and Filthy Phil, I think, will be battling for top privateer most weekends. Uh, and that could be a 15th, 16th place. But I think that you'll see those three guys going for the top non-factory dude. Yeah, I think there's going to be quite a few guys in there. Um, you know, this, this class, is it, it's deeper than it's been pretty far back. And I wouldn't be shocked to see guys like Dean Wilson and some of those guys in that battle, you know, several times. And Dean's upside is certainly higher than those guys. Mm-hmm. But I think if they're riding pretty good and maybe he's not riding his best moto, he he will be in the mix with some of those guys in the, you know, 13 to 16 range, which I'm sure Dean wouldn't be thrilled to hear that diagnosis, but that's kind of where I see it. Wow. There are guys that if they're not riding their best, are going to find themselves fighting to stay inside the top 15 and Savachi could be in that mix. There are several guys that if, if everything's not going perfectly, it's not going to be an easy moto. The top 11 guys in the 450 class all have championships. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> nuts. Like, it really is yeah. crazy. Uh, if, like I said, if things aren't going well, it's, it, you're going to really notice, right? Some, some years in the 450 class, if you're having a bad moto, yeah, so what? Maybe you instead of ninth, you got 12th. I think this year, instead of you know tenth, you could get fifteenth like really easily, and and be wondering what the hell. Um, but that's just where the talent level is. There's a lot of guys that are all healthy right now. 
Marvin and Coop both need uh, better Lakewoods than what we had. Uh, Marvin beats Webb seventh, and Webb gets eighth. Did you see the one, anything from either one of those guys that would make you think one is better than the other by the end of the year? You know, I've been uh, I've been wondering where Webb's motivation is going to be all summer. Um, you know, I didn't really see anything at Paula to, to derail that for me. I, I know he's a really proud guy, right? He, he doesn't want to get beat. That's just who he is as a person. Um, but, you know, when Cooper's at his best, he's, he's all in on every level. And I just don't know that he's all in right now. I, I don't know. Maybe he'll show me. And, and I, just like – just like how well AP did at Paula, I, I'll be happy to walk it back and say I was wrong. I just didn't see the fire that we're so used to associating with, with Cooper Webb. And uh, until I see it, I'm just going to continue thinking that, you know, the rest of this year is kind of whatever comes because the Supercross Championship was really all that mattered. Yeah, God, you got Aaron Plessinger on the Racer X uh, post-race show calling you out. Just, That's just, fine. Just, uh, hey, I'm good. Like, no problem. I, I – well, I, Absolutely walked it back on Twitter. And, I mean, listen, when we're going to get into the business of making predictions, guess what? We're going to be wrong. Like, that's just going to be part of it. We can't we can't get it right every time. So, um, yeah, no worries. He, he, did, he wrote really, really well. NC got 13th. I got a twi- tweet about him this week that made me think a little bit uh, more about him. I think once we get to Southwick or looser tracks, uh, maybe if, it, if, it's, if we get a mutter, uh, he can jump in the mix. But – what, what's what's Anstey's high um, in this field with a start? Man, I, I want to say it's on the backside of the top ten, but then you look at Loretta's last year and he got third in the moto. So I'm trying to not, you know, kind of get lulled to sleep by, you know, kind of an average weekend for him or, or let's say less than average. Because I, I do think, you know, Rides like Motocross the Nations, rides like Loretta Lens. When he gets a start, he has the talent and the speed to go with them. The challenge is going to be if he doesn't get good starts, which I, I think he's going to be fighting that all year. You know, he's on a on a stock motorcycle that is, is much slower than everything around him. Uh, so I think starts are going to be tough to come by. He, he'll get a few. But in those moments when he does get the start, that's his, his best opportunity. I just can't see him starting 15th and, and working his way past Muskan and Tomac and Osborne and all these guys well inside the top 10. I just think that's a really tough ask. Um, yeah. I, do you, what do you, like, obviously, mud races and sand races. Do you, last year, we saw him on the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him, I think, at WW lead laps or do really well. Um, can he do that again? Mud races and sand races. He can. He can, absolutely. Uh, but it's it, one of those things for him where everything has to go right he needs the right circumstances he needs a good start you know the sand helps inclement weather helps um you know if it's just a dry perfect day and it's 75 degrees out and everything's great i i don't know if he's a podium guy i'm gonna say he's not um but that's okay like i don't believe that he's being paid on a podium guy level or the expectations are podiums you know i think if he can consistently be in the top 10 which is tough enough I think that's success. You know, I think being in the top ten in this class, I mean, ask, ask Eli Tomac how hard it was to be in the top ten last week. You know, <laughs> it, he was fighting tooth and nail to stay there. Right. No, I know, right? Uh, it, it was so bizarre. So bizarre. He just wasn't even moving up. Just Well, look at, look at the talent that's the influx of talent recently, you know. If you don't have a good day, 
you're going to be punished for it. You know, Sexton's and Plessinger's and Ferrandez's and Cincerillo's, they just keep coming, right? So that's four guys in the last 12 months that have been added to this class that are all championship contender level. You know, you can't, you can't have a bad day. You can't assume that you're going to be able to ride around and get inside the top five. I just think those days are gone for now. You know, I wrote this in my observations column this week. Moseman and Barsha had, like, the same race. Impressive. Just fourth places. Maybe won't get much talked about, but both guys were really good. No, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, they, they almost mirrored each other. They both moved forward. I don't think either of them really got the fanfare or the limelight that they deserved. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, what a feel-good race for, you know, for Gas Gas. I, very, very impressive. And, you know, that's their debut, you know, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross race. And, uh, yeah, pretty impressive. And don't forget about T-Dags, 19th. Yeah, I mean, T-Dags, is, that guy's rock solid. He's, he's never going to grab the headline, but you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, he's you know, no quitting and just keeps coming. 18th, I should say. Uh, Jonesy's on one. Jones, you want to talk about Adam Cirillo? Yeah, I'm a huge super fan. Probably talked about him on this show a billion times over. But just another classic mistake. I remember <laughs> being at Inktown at his, uh, one of his races, an early race, maybe the first or second one of his career or his first full season, and leading by a long ways and dumping it and, and just picking himself back up. His speed is obviously there. I mean, there's no question there. And we saw him manage a championship one time, although I would say he had a lot of off-track excursions, if I remember correctly, when he won a couple of years ago. What's it going to take for him to start managing races a little bit better? I mean, he was eight seconds and pulling two seconds a lap on the first five laps. Why why not back it down just a half a second or a second? JT? It's, it's tough, man. It, you know, he's been the same guy since he was a little kid. Uh, th- this racer that you're seeing that is faster than everybody else, he always has the sprint speed. He always gets the whole shot. And if he doesn't crash, he wins. That, that's who he's been since he was on a 65. So to change all that, to change 20 years of, of habit and racecraft, is asking a lot. And I know they're working on it. I know Nick Way is saying the same things that you are, right? It, it, this isn't uh, – I don't think it's a mystery. You know, I, I think we're all on the same page as far as correcting the problem. I just think it's tougher than it sounds for people. You know, he gets out front, and, and the things that – cause him trouble you know the crashes and that's also the things that cause him to win and those are the things that have made him a a wealthy youngster you know is that elusive speed that most people just they can't find i know i was that guy i could never go that fast but going that fast comes with risk and uh you know i thought he had figured it out last year in outdoors maybe he has maybe maybe that was just uh you know an oddball race because last year he was pretty consistent you didn't see those crashes uh, but if, if he ever does figure out the balance where he can go that fast and get those starts and not crash, he's going to win a lot of titles in this class. He was that, bu- That's a really rare skill. He is very bummed after the race. I texted with him a little bit. He's very bummed, but uh, he's got something you can't teach. Yep. Well, remember, <laughs> you know, he went into this race. Go he ahead. went into this race with a real chance to win the title last yeah. year. You know, he's second in points. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't anything ideal. I think he was 11th overall. Yeah. Um, but the good, the good news for Adam is I think every single weekend he's going to put himself in a, in a position to win. His starts are so consistent. It, as long as he doesn't cause himself problems, I think he's going to win a lot. I really do. I was, I was really surprised 
Uh, well, I guess I wasn't surprised to see him crash. I mean, we've just seen that. Um, but I thought he would recover more than he did in that moto. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Jonesy. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Drew's on four. Last question for JT. Drew, what's going on? Hey, guys. Um, I got a quick question uh, for both Steve and JT. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do uh, Thunder Valley this weekend, so uh, for the first time, super excited about that. Uh, but we just came off Supercross, and I wanted – to ask about how teams weigh the importance of performance between Supercross and Motocross. Obviously, you know, a lot of the factory riders have different uh, levels of performance, both indoors and outdoors. Um, but I think you talked about this a little bit on the show last week. You know, the core Motocross customer goes to the outdoor nationals, uh, but it feels like the factory teams don't really care a whole lot about them. So I, I wanted to see if bonuses are paid differently salaries are paid differently how, how do how do the factory teams weigh these? no everything's the same uh the factory teams weigh it on whatever they're doing best in drew i'll let jt jump in here in a second but the goalposts move so you know some teams are like we don't care about motocross we only care about you know the supercross series and blah 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 i had one team owner told me that they should hire uh they should hire riders for supercross and then hire like b riders for nationals to save the A riders from getting hurt. Um, a bunch of things have come up over the years. But when you have a guy crushing it in the Nationals, all of a sudden Nationals are very important. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's great to get wins and championships. So I don't really um, buy it too much. They're all important. You know, they all get TV package and everything else. JT, what say you? Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think each team is different. You know, I, there are certain teams that really – don't care. And that's, it's crazy that they don't care, but they don't. Um, but I don't think that's true for everybody. You know, I, I think other, other teams feel it's pretty important. You know, I, I would, I would be hard pressed to believe that Roger DeCosta, knowing his history and legacy and all the, the motocross he's raced in his life doesn't care about the motocross championship. That that's just not something I would believe. Um, but I, I do think there are some teams out there that just kind of yawn their way through it. And that's unfortunate because, this is what we all grew up doing. You know, motocross is what got us all into this sport. And uh, when you're at a race and you're watching it and you see how fast those guys are really going, um, it's hard not to be impressed by that. So, yeah, it's each their own. Um, but, but I, I think there's a lot of business decisions and, and opinions that are thrown in there, but it's important to me. But are you with me, JT, as far as the moving goalposts, depending on how you're doing, what series that, you know, whether you care about motocross or not? Yes, but – We've also seen riders win national championships and their team manager or team boss not care. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think some guys are, are just not as into motocross as they are supercross. They just don't place as much emphasis on it, and that's unfortunate. Okay, if this, if this calendar was flipped and we did motocross first and supercross later, would there be a different feeling slash reaction? Is it just because of the grind of 17 Supercrosses and, let's face it, the outdoors is harder? Is that why we have the uh, uh, feeling about outdoors that we do? Yeah, I'm sure that's some of it. I mean, it, it's, it's less convenient, let's be honest. The, the, you know, the weather, the conditions, you're in rural areas. Um, yeah, there, there are a lot of aspects which are difficult. You know, the, the drive to Unadilla is not always the easiest. You know, there, there are some things in right. there where – you know, I could understand why people would get drugged down after, you know, 25 yeah. weekends of it. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I think that's a part of it. No um, doubt. Drew, but Drew, you get $100,000 to win a Supercross, and you get $100,000 to win a 450 National, bonus-wise. You know? Okay. So, bonuses are the same. You get per-motos, per-moto wins, um, bonuses, you know? So, some teams get fastest qualifier for outdoor bonuses. So, yeah, like, bonuses and salaries are all the same. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just look at guys like Troll Train. I'm a Troll Train guy. Who is you know, it? He does. Well, besides JT. But yeah. 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 Come on. Yeah. He he does excellent outdoors. You know, every year he probably gets one moto win and in a, maybe a couple podiums, but he doesn't get a, a factory ride. That just kind of blows my mind. You know, I, I watched him jump Morocco's leap on a Suzuki last year. So, I mean, yeah. but uh, still doesn't get a factory ride. So it makes, well, makes me wonder. Well, hold on a second. Troll Train just came off like five years of factory rides. Star, TLD, and JGR. You know? Like, he, yeah, he had a factory ride for many years. So, I, I, I don't know. He, you know, he earned it from his outdoor results and slash indoor results. So, I get what you're saying, though, Drew. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, JT, thank you for coming on. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thanks, man. No worries. See you guys. All right. See you. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Get and Athena, Max's Tires, Pro Taper, FMF Vision, uh, a lot of companies and riders using uh, these products. Zach Osborne, of course, defending 450 National Champion using FMF Vision. Pro Taper, of course, Star, uh, Star Racing Yamaha, Rockstar Husky, Maxis has the SGB Kawasaki team, and the Get and Athena guys seemingly have uh, everybody in Europe running their products. To, so, again, thanks to those guys. Thanks to Fly Racing. Let's get to our next guest here. He's from 100%. It's Charles Castley. What's up, Chuck? How are you? Not much, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. How did Pulp Mex Fantasy go for you round one? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't uh, a complete dumpster fire. Okay. But it wasn't what we were looking for yeah. after putting in all the effort this offseason <laughs> getting ready. Did you have Lupino? Yes. Oh yeah. I did. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, Thanks, Dan Truman. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't. I mean, and I wasn't so mad about him. Like I felt like it was like he qualified good, so everybody jumped on it and thought it was a good idea. So yep. whatever. Yep. I don't know. I I I made worse decisions. I guess would be my <laughs> um, <laughs> summary there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it. It wasn't horrible again, but I. You, you can make up. So much point, so many points in the first round. And yes. like if you get off to a good start, like you're just you're in the front. I sound dumb. We're talking virtual racing here, but you're in the front the rest of the time, and you're you're kind of fluctuating up and down from the front when you you start the season in four thousandth place or whatever. I'm in. It's hard to make big climbs. Yep, Nate Thrasher missing double points uh, by one spot in the first moto and two spots in the second yep. moto. Thank you, Nate. Nate, yep, thank you. And there's, I think there's a bunch of us that fell for that, so it right. wasn't awful. But, yeah, I was I was not happy with him. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Uh, We're still looking to give away a pair of FMF goggles. Uh, by the way, Zach Osmar running these. Um, so, please, check it out. Um, also, you want to talk about Savachi Bogle. They're also running these uh, FMF Vision. So, mm-hmm. um, we're going to give a pair away uh, to a caller here on the show, 702-586-7857. So, Rider injury uh, announced this morning. Uh, uh, Seth Hamaker will be out for the Pro Circuit team. Uh, McAdoo announced it yesterday or the day before. He's tore his knee up. Uh, just like that, the Monster Pro Circuit team is down to two riders, Chuck. Yeah, has anybody checked on Mitch? I don't know, uh, right? You know. I, like, he's been in the same sort of position, it seems, God, super pretty damn often over the last few years um, where he's down to down to – uh, fill-in guys, replacement guys, yeah. just a couple guys. Like, yeah, it's tough. I, yep. I, it's a little bit 
um, motocross gods, I guess, coming around a little bit, maybe. With, I mean, he had so many years of dominance that um, yeah. catching up a little. But I, it's hard to say that because, damn it, it's been quite a while since he's been dominant, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's um, going to be tough. Uh, Hammaker, you know, had an issue in Atlanta uh, with heat exhaustion or something. Um, and then, you know, the Nationals are just going to get gnarlier. He struggled at Paula. He said he's got to figure something out, you know, with his uh, health. So he says, see, at high point. But, I mean, I don't know how that's going to get changed in two weeks, right? This could be a long yeah. summer for Seth Hammaker. Yeah, if it's something um, along those lines of, Heat exhaustion or Epstein Barr or diabetes like or that. blood like, sugar stuff it, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is, it doesn't get fixed in a week or two or even a month. Right. Like we're right. You know, basically see it super cross. So healthy. What'd you think of Forkner's first race uh, in a while? He qualified fastest in practice number one. He went down in Moto One. Um, I mean, I thought it was fine. It was a good start. It was in the you know it was uh, eighth overall. He's you know, we're looking for him to do better as the series goes on, but this is a good start for a guy that hasn't ridden outdoors for two years. I think it's fine, um, personally, but I bet he's not happy about it. I think a guy like Austin Forkner is self-confident enough and paid accordingly to, to jump back in and, and be a podium threat, which he, he never really was. Um, but I think you have to take a step back and realize that many fell. He didn't get great starts. And it, you know, he got out of there with a couple top tens and keep moving forward. But right. um, I bet he was expecting more. Do you have any doubt where he will be this summer? Like, I mean, I expect podiums and a wins and you know that kind of stuff. Do you do you have any doubt after Paula? Um, I'm trying not to because it, it's easy to jump to conclusions after round one. Right. Um, but I, I, he was pretty far off of Jet and Jeremy. Right, you know, like that, that's a big gap to to close down. And of course, if he gets a whole shot, it, it, he's going to ride much differently than he does starting, you know, twelfth or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that he's a he's a, you know, an, an elite talent of that class that has that elite speed. So I don't. I would think if I was betting, I would say he gets multiple podiums and you know he grabs a moto win or two. But um, man, it's going to be he's got a long way to go. I think to get to that lead group. 702-586 Pulp, give us a call. We've still got a few lines open here. Let's talk uh, some Lakewood National. You know who would look good on a PC bike that had a really strong race? Garrett Marchbanks. <laughs> right in front of Forkner. Seventh overall. He moved up both motos, rode really well. Yeah, and I, I missed that in Pulp Fantasy. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I looked at it. I considered it. I just didn't do it for some dumb reason. Um, yeah, the kid, the kick and ride. He's good. And Yamaha 2BDF, as you know, the a damn good bike even in the privateer level that they're on it's such a good stock platform that um it's pretty easy to be competitive uh and yeah i, I agree the, the he's he's a big dude too so yeah you know that's impressive. one of the biggest in the class i would say if not the biggest yeah absolutely so good job for march banks to, to uh to come up and do that um let's get to uh david on one david what's going on man hey how are we doing today good how are you very well thank you well, I just wanted to get your input and uh, think, uh, see if you think that uh, Muscan is going to come back strong this week. I was very, very surprised at his pace on Saturday, given how strong he looked like he had gotten his program back on track at the end of Supercross. What do you think uh, of Marvin? Yeah, I picked him in fantasy to be my um, all-star. Didn't work out. 
as planned. <laughs> but it, I, I was thinking along the same exact lines um, as the caller. He was getting so much momentum going at the end of Supercross. And, look, let's be real. Marvin is one of those very few elite that has the ability to win races when, when things are going the right way. So I expected him to be um, much more in the front fight. Um, but I think bad starts are all if you're if you're in Marvin's camp, you're just pointing at the starts and saying, well, we could have been at the front if it wasn't for those. Um, and only time will tell if that's the truth or not. But yeah. I, I put Marvin as a um, podium guy and, and winning winning at least a moto this summer. Yeah, I thought he was going to open some eyes this summer uh, feeling better. It takes a year for a lot of people to get over an ACL. Not sure. I mean, I know Stu mm-hmm. Stu came back and swept a perfect season four months later a week or something yeah yeah he's a little different animal marv's maybe more like a normal person where it does take a year to get over an acl um and i thought he would be better absolutely david um yep. and hopefully he will does be. he need yeah. to does he need to put the neck brace back on well he says he's going to as soon as he gets a new helmet uh or the helmet yeah. fixed or something i don't know i mean is this you yeah. have to ask rhino about that but uh, yeah <laughs> Twitter, Rhino. And yeah, yeah, exactly. That. Rhino told Rhino yeah. told me on the phone, Marvin can't win. He hasn't adapted his technique. He hasn't uh, adjusted for the times. I think the sport's evolving. Marvin can't win. Two weeks later, Marv won Salt Lake, and Rhino put out, Marv's adapted, Marv has learned, see Marv's, and I'm just like, fuck, fuck my life. Like, this is what I got to deal with. So, um, uh, Rhino. Yep. Uh, thanks for the call, David. Appreciate it. Actually, uh, Marvin wears 100% goggles, and 100% uh, is a big part of the FMF Vision guys. Do you want a pair of those FMF Vision goggles? Oh, I would love that. Well, boom, you want them. Stay online. Uh, we'll get your information, all right? Hey, thank you. Thank all you, right. Charles. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, thanks, Chuck. Nice work on that. Yep. Um, Chuck, so I don't want to monopolize this Moto60 show with Eli Tomac talk like I did with JT, but... Sweet Jesus, uh, this is a big weekend for Eli Tomac to me. This is big. I mean, he doesn't have to go 1-1, but I, I got to see something uh, at, a, at a place that he's, he knows well and does so well in the past. Yeah, um, I, I think if you're Eli as well, it kind of this is – you're at a pivotal point, right? Like, do, do you look at the rest of the summer as, well, eh, had some bad rounds, whatever, I'll try to take a win if I can get it, but sort of write it off and just ride out the rest of the, the summer? Or – are you in the championship hunt and trying to collect a million plus dollars um, before you leave Kawasaki? I think that's we're we're only a couple, maybe a handful at the most motos away from his mental, mental side, taking a switch one direction. Right, right, right. (laughs) I'm kind of with you, right? Like, yeah, we're not, we're not far off. Um, I do think he'll rebound this weekend though. I think it will happen with altitude. You know, he's going to have the home track stuff, even though it's not really his home track. I, I, I do think we see better yeah. Tomac. Yeah, and and historically, I don't know how you like – like, I can't recall him being crazy good there um, or bad. I think he's you know he's good everywhere for the most part, but um, he gets that home track thing a lot because it's the same state. But I, I truthfully don't know, like, his pattern, his history there. Is he, has he been dominant? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Um, I know he won yeah. last year, at least a moto. Um, he also ate crap coming down but, the downhill and, and blew out his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, but that year, I think he would have dominated if he was on a in a fucking parking lot. Excuse my right, French, but right, right. that year he like it didn't matter. You could put him anywhere and he was going to win. Yeah, so. yeah, true, right? Uh, yeah. So we saw him ninth. We saw to- uh, Osborne tenth and uh, AC eleventh. 
Could we see Cincerello, Osborne, and Tomac one, two, three this weekend? Yes, yes, absolutely. I know, right? <laughs> and that, it's mind blowing. Right. Like, uh, just looking at, at the the battle those guys were in, and as they were, you know, people were, you know, shuffling up and back a little bit. Um, but then you watch the battle and you count the places, and you're like, oh my god, they're in ninth place right now. Like what? And they're and they're powerless to move forward. They were just powerless to do anything. And they were just battling too. It yep. wasn't like they were just oh, there's an anchor and they're just going backwards. Something's wrong. They were they were legit fighting for those positions. No, I know it was uh, pretty crazy. Hey, so I got to look. I, I like Max Voland. I think he, you know, he's a, he was a curious choice for a full factory Red Bull ride. But hey, whatever. Um, I think the KTM guys are looking at what they do in Europe, and that's what they want to copy over here in America. And I like Max. He seems like a good dude. Uh, Lone Wolf's a good guy. I think, though, this was a little bit of like, hey, he's been motoring down for a while. He got the jump on these guys. I don't see – I mean, because I think he would have had a podium in the first moto. Uh, second moto, he ripped that start from way outside. I don't see Max Volan continuing that kind of riding. I see him more, you know, 8, 9, 10 guy. What, what, what about you? I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree. It's, I think it's a lot of him riding – um, moto while guys are doing supercross still, and then um, just him being more comfortable outdoors as well. So I, I, I think he's going to be good. And with the whole shot, you'll see more of what you saw where he's, you know, riding around in the podium type position or fifth, sixth, seventh. But I think majority of the time you're going to see, you know, 10th place photos out of him i think yeah this summer which are fine right. totally fine right. for a kid his age yeah yeah no uh, learning but but i think that that's the realistic spot you're going to slot him in i'm with you on that i agree i think that's that's more what we're going to see how uh how good was the jet dude that first moto was phenomenal yeah he yeah. i was impressed and and jets we've had a lot of situations where i think we've left saying oh that kid was impressive he was really good but i I don't know what my expectations were, but it certainly wasn't to come from 17th to first or to second um, and run down Jeremy Martin yeah. late in the race. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. um, his fitness, I I don't think we have a, um, or at least I personally don't have a strong enough opinion on, hey, is Jet Lawrence ultra fit? Is he Jeremy Martin or is he, you know, just fast? And um, I think this is chalk one up in the side of the kid must be working his ass off to, to be in shape, right? It, it wasn't super hot, but the track was gnarly, and Jeremy Martin's no joke. So yeah, yep. Um, he he I, well. Uh, so I I feel like we, I feel like uh, Jet J J Mart Cooper Moseman, Hampshire Hunter, throw in a Forkner, and there's your seven all summer, barring injury. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I think Lawrence or Jet Lawrence and J Mart were. You know, they, they they separated themselves from Cooper and Moseman and those guys. Um, so I think it's a little bit something. Some guys are going to have to take some steps forward to catch up to those two if they start anywhere near the front. But mm-hmm. past that, that sixth, seventh place, um, they've got a big gap to that next group of talent, I think. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the, 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 the field will thin out. There'll be guys with injuries and all that. Nichols will get in there once in a while. I think Volan can get in there once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. Troll train, Shimoda, even troll train. <sighs> that was a rough outdoor debut for troll train. With we're we're good at Lakewood models. though, Chuck. We're good at Lakewood. We we've won there I okay. think in the past. When, how long till Millville? 
<laughs> can we get to Millville on the schedule sooner? No, Chuck. No, we can't go to Millville. We're gonna, we we got a lot of races between now and Millville. <laughs> can we? We got two Paulas. Can we get a few Millville? <laughs> Am I going to lose my bet with with Marks? Uh, it's it's uh, he has to race eighteen uh, motos, and uh, he has to finish top five. At what point do you start asking him to not race? <laughs> yeah, if he if he races any less than eighteen motos, the the bet is off. So yeah, so when we get deep into the series, I feel that there's going to be some discussions on. <laughs> hey man, how much are you going to make to get twelfth this weekend? Can I just can, can we look? We, we were 11th in the first moto and holding steady, no problems. 11th, I think moving up even a little bit, and then crashed. So, you know, is 11th, if he goes 11 11 on the day, are we that worried? No. I mean, I'm still not. Um, that's far below my general expectations of Amart outdoors. Right. Um, I mean, you did give him a I'm bunch of money worried. to wear 100% goggles. <laughs> I don't You'd have to define a bunch of money, and if you <laughs> add up all the the goggle, maybe a retail price, maybe a bunch of, a bunch of money. He, I heard he's your top one, your top three paid athletes. Yeah, he should be. He I heard you be. guys threw um, threw the checkbook at him. Backed up the truck. Him and him and Cooper Webb, they just right. They changed they, the name on the contract. They move goggles, absolutely. <laughs> um, we have yeah, both the Martin brothers. Mm. It's a team group deal. Yeah, group deal. Um. Um, but yeah, I think Amart. I mean, he's going to get better, right? He's gonna he's gonna start closer to the front. He's gonna finish better. But I I struggle to see him break, you know, cement himself within that top seven that we mentioned earlier. Okay. Like that's that's a tough group to break into. I'm gonna hang up on you. It's hard. I mean, you you, you see Jet Lawrence, Jeremy Martin, Justin Cooper, Moseman, Hampshire, Lawrence, mm-hmm. Forkner, right. I mean, he can be up with that group, but oof, that's that's a tall order. Seeing what we saw out of him Saturday, which he'll get better once we get away from the West Coast. Yeah, but yeah, we're not. That's we're not, a big, we're not a big West, jump. We're not West Coast guys. I mean, we're not. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I see it. Cody Shock, Phil Nicoletti, and I think Freddie Noren will be battling a lot together this summer for top privateer guy. You agree? I agree. Although, hopefully, Phil doesn't listen. I think he would disagree with that phil phil was very uh pessimistic about his race <laughs> yeah i think he you know and phil uh, phil has been on the podium in 450 outdoors right like he he has high expectations for himself and i think he has the history to back that up but um i think the field is tough right now and it's hard to jump back in even though he's been racing um in canada it's just different and it's hard to hard to jump in but um, I think as the field thins out, you're going to see, you know, Phil's going to be around and he's going to start getting better starts, I assume, at some point, and he'll he'll be better. Um, but I think you're right. He's he's going to be Freddie Noren's really good outdoors typically too, so you're going to see him around around each other a lot, I think. You were at Paula, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I didn't see you. That's I figured you were, but yeah, dude, it's just look, and I like Phil, and 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 you know, he's our he's my guy, but. Dean's running around in 14th, you know, Bogle's in 15th, and Tomac's in, in 9th. You know, it it's, it's crazy to look at this 450 class outdoors right now. Just nutty. Yeah, do you, you look at the results and you think, Phil, what are you expecting? Are you expecting to get get 11th and beat Tantarillo? No. Beat Christian Craig? Beat no. Christian Craig? No. Like, 
Uh, maybe he argues that he's roughly Max Anstey, maybe. But, that, I mean, that's okay. That's still 13th. Yep. Savachi, you know? yeah, uh, I think Savachi would yeah. be better going forward. He crashed second yeah. moto, you know. Yep, he's good at Lakewood. Um, I think he's – and sometimes he has been, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's tough. I mean, shock, that's it. I, I think if you, you make me look at this field and say, before the race, if you line them up one through 15 here, I say, yeah, Phil probably gets 15th. Yeah. And that, you know. Yeah. That's probably about it. Yeah. Um, I got to I got I to say I kind of agree with you for sure. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, Zach Osborne running Fly Racing. Savachi Bogle as well. Uh, and, of course, uh, RJ Hampshire running Fly Rockstar stuff uh, over there on that team along with Styles Robertson. Angelique Swole. Styles was okay. Uh, ran up front. He kind of indicated he wasn't quite at 100% yet. Chuck, Chuck, so. Yeah, the first moto, um, he hung up there in the front longer than I kind of yes. thought he would. Yeah, me too. Um, but then but then once he started shuffling back, I think he went back further than I thought he would. Um, <laughs> but I think it's fine. He, he's The kid's good. He's been hurt. Um, but I think he, he'll be, he'll be you know, somewhere a little ahead of Volan, as we were talking about Volan being around 10th. Um, he'll be somewhere between that, that top seven battle and the, you know, seven to ten range, I think, will be pretty often for him. Right, right. Um, thanks, Chuck. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, give me your winners for Lakewood this weekend. Uh, give, give me your winners, both classes. Um, I'm going to go J-Mart, and I'm going to go Sexton. Sexton, yeah. Wow. Yeah, a little bit, a little yep. bit out on the limb. No, I think, dude, uh, he's, he's, no, no brand bias. He doesn't wear one hundred percent. I just think, um, I think he, he's he's good, and he's he's been knocking on the door and getting better. And yep. he has his weird little moment still where he crashes and gets bad starts from time to time. But yep. damn it, when he's on two wheels, he, he's good. He's AC light, like he's got speed, like yeah. AC doesn't make as many mistakes, but still makes mistakes, but not as many. Yeah. Adam, you know, AC is a good AC is a good pick for this weekend too. I I agree. I uh, I know uh, I know Pulp Max Fantasy. I know who I'm picking for Pulp Max Fantasy. Yeah, I don't know who I'm picking, but uh, I'm sure it'll be wrong. Tomac, uh, Osborne, and AC are all double points. Boom. Oh wow, that's gnarly. Right? Yeah, that is. Jeez, so, I can't. Hard to but go. At any point, they. At any point, they could just get ninth or twelfth, though. So, yeah, yeah. Well, we did see that absolutely. So, uh, all right, Charles Castle from Hundred Percent. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Um, hopefully, we're going to get you in studio here soon, right? We're, we're going to come in and co-host at yeah. some point so, shortly. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Right. Awesome. Yep. Thanks. So. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. All Bye. right, thank you. That's Charles Castle from Hundred uh, Percent. Thanks to Get Max's Pro Taper FMF Vision. All on board with us today on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. As are you, people. We're, uh, we're off next week, but then we will be back the following week, the Thursday before High Point, to break it all down again. Uh, look ahead to High Point. Great great race. Uh, historic track. Thanks to Fly for the podium stand to give away. Thank you to FMF for the uh, goggle to give away. Thank you, Jerkies, for listening. Tits, great job today. Yeah, buddy. Fantastic. See you all in a couple weeks.